Good morning, and thanks for being here this morning. Good to be together this morning. Pastor Eileen is with us, and she's going to be bringing us the good word today. And say hello to all those online, including Carl Olson. Hi, Carl. We miss you. Uh, Carl's off the Sunday. Ron is here. Uh, and Trio Rasa is here with us as well, uh, back with us again. And we're so thankful for that beautiful uh, prelude this morning. And we'll talk more about uh, their ministry uh, a little later. Uh, but you also see we've got um, the bell choir here this morning. And at this point, as we prepare ourselves to worship, uh, we're going to be called to worship. are blessed, and we'll hear more for the bell choir as well. Uh, that call to worship brings us into God's presence today, and it's good to be together in community. We're reminded of that week after week, so thank you for being here. Um, the opening hymn today is one that we need to keep reminding ourselves and reminding the community, all are welcome here. Uh, there's only one host, and that is Jesus, and all are always welcome in this place. If it's comfortable for you, I would invite you to stand. Gathered in God's house, we worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our gathering hymn, all are welcome.
continue with the Lenten uh, litany for confession and forgiveness. We have come from our homes. We gather with our sisters and brothers. Everyone welcome, everyone equal. To the God of healing. You know our hearts. You know our regrets against you, against those we love most, with shattered dreams and broken hearts, with bitterness and despair. You have promised us forgiveness, that we may forgive others. Our hymn of praise when morning gilds the skies. Jesus Christ be praised with our first prayer in the morning and our final prayer before slumber. May Jesus Christ be praised in our worship, in our serving, at our homes, and in our community. May Jesus Christ be praised. Send now your Holy Spirit that our hearts and minds will be open to your leading and inspired by your grace. We pray in the name that is above all others, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. first lesson is from 2 Corinthians. So we do not lose heart, 
Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day, after, day by day. <coughs> for this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure, because we look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
stand as you are able for the reading of the gospel. This morning's gospel comes from Mark chapter 8. Then Jesus began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed. And after three days, rise again. He said all this quite openly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of them, the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you this morning from our Lord Jesus Christ, who invites us into difficult conversations. Many of us have grown up with Saturday Night Live, that comedy sketch program that was launched in 1975. And in 2004, a character was introduced called Debbie Downer. Does anyone know that character? Yeah, a couple of nods of that. Debbie Downer. Debbie Downer was a buzzkill. A person who spoils people's feelings of excitement and enjoyment and contentment and pleasure. Debbie Downer was the death rattle in any social conversation who deflated a sense of celebration and positivity. My children frequently call me Debbie Downer. You see, having lost my mother to cancer at a relatively early age, death is something that is natural for me to talk about in our family conversations, including the holidays. The reality of death, the challenge of it, the naturalness of it, and the sacred walk through it towards a promise beyond it. It is hard to push back on the denialism and delusions of immortality that our culture tends to cultivate. 
But the truth is that we will all embark on this journey. And my philosophy is that it is healthy for us to prepare and talk about death before we are in deep crisis. Peace, comfort, and hope can be ours. And the legacy for our loved ones if we openly talk about death. And then, although my children still tease me about being a Debbie Downer, they are indeed aware of my end-of-life preferences and priorities, as well as assured of my peace with death. In addition to being the Messiah, Jesus was also a Debbie Downer. That's how we meet him in today's gospel reading from Mark. Jesus is openly and boldly teaching his followers that he must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the religious authorities and ultimately be killed. You can almost hear a cartoonish wah-wah sound of a muted trombone. On the third day, however, he will rise again. Just like Debbie Downer, Jesus' downbeat pronouncement deflates the upbeat energy of his followers who no doubt are left in this awkward silence. Peter steps into uneasiness and ushers Jesus to the sidelines, ready to coach him on the importance of positive messaging. Jesus sees his disciples wavering and wondering what to believe. And he sternly preempts Peter's coaching session by scolding him. Jesus says to Peter, get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. It's an epic Debbie Downer takedown. But you see his message here, right? Jesus is saying that the glory and victory language that the disciples want to ascribe to the Son of Man is simply not God's way. God's revelation of divine love and hope through Jesus is not announced and achieved on the human battlefields of politics and religion. Rather, God's way is revealed through suffering and death and resurrection of the Son of Man. And this is the difficult conversation that Jesus wants to hold with his followers. The message translation of verse 34 offers these words from Jesus. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. You see, vulnerability and courage, not might and force, is God's way which Jesus proclaims and lives. It is in our vulnerable times in life when we see most clearly 
God's presence. Experience and embrace most closely God's comfort and love. And believe most deeply God's promise of life eternal. Jesus speaks openly about God's way of love and hope through life, suffering, and even death. Unfortunately, many Christians continue with the Peter syndrome. Running away from suffering, denying any Debbie Downer truce, and instead talking about the divine promise of prosperity and celebration. Televangelists throughout the decades have preached that financial blessings and physical well-being are always the will of God. And that through faith and positive speech and donations to religious causes, one can be assured of material wealth. Gen Z believes in a similar concept called manifestation, made popular, as I've preached before, on, on books, books like The Secret. Essentially, via the law of attraction, thoughts become things. And as you think, those thoughts are sent out into the universe, and they magnetically attract all like things that are the same frequency. So that financial, career, relationship, and material well-being can be created by you in partnership with the universe. It's all good. No Debbie Downer messaging here. The universe God is simply waiting on standby to bless you with all things positive, to satisfy your human needs and desires. And in this theological paradigm of prosperity, in this power grab to save our lives, God is an overindulgent parent, pampering spoiled children with their every whim and protecting them from any hardships that may test their frail egos. This is not the God that Jesus is proclaiming most especially in today's gospel. Jesus was preparing his disciples and he prepares us for the difficult conversations of life. Jesus asks us to follow him, not promising a path of ease. <coughs> Excuse me, I'll need that water. <coughs> promising a path of ease and prosperity, but rather promising suffering and pain and love and joy and hope Jesus asks us to follow him, not motivated by our controls and desires, but rather by our vision and surrender to God's reconciliation and healing of all through both grief and celebration, discouragement 
and hope. This is the way of surrender and vulnerability. This is a way of transformation. In our reading from 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul assures us that we need not lose heart even as we experience vulnerability, whether it is through illness or aging or depression or the complex struggles of simply making our way through the world. In our wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed every day. The renewal of our inner nature is what God is doing in us and through us. In the midst of our hardship, there is hope. As we lean on the good news of God's steadfast love and grace, on the good news that we are beloved. This renewal, this transformation, this change is what Jesus ultimately is speaking about in today's gospel. If we set our mind on divine things and if we dare lose our lives. That is, after three days, he promises to rise again. That is our ultimate grace, our ultimate security, the gift of divine love. At the end of the journey through suffering and challenges, there is the divine gift of life eternal. Borrowing from Psalm 23, the hand of the good shepherd is always waiting with an outstretched hand to walk us home beyond this life. So really, Jesus isn't a Debbie Downer at all. We are reminded that we just need to loosen our need to control and open our hearts to vulnerability and transformation. And through the difficult conversation that Jesus invites us to engage in, we realize that with suffering, there is comfort. With pain, there is healing. With rejection, there is embrace. As always, Jesus is a non-dualist. Theologian Richard Rohr asserts, transformation has little to do with intelligence, willpower, or perfection. It has everything to do with honesty, humility, willingness, and surrender. So I invite you to continue your transforming Lenten journey with honesty, with humility, with willingness and surrender. And may you open your hearts to embark on those difficult conversations in your life with God, with loved ones and family, and even with yourself. May you set your mind on divine things and lose your life to find yourself cradled in God's love and grace 
revealed through Jesus. Amen. I would invite you to stand if it's comfortable for our hymn of the day. Will you come and follow me? before you, Lord God, offering our prayers in confidence, knowing that you have promised to hear us. We pray for those in the midst of grief, that they may be comforted. May we have compassion as we minister to them, and may they be uplifted by the sure promise of resurrection to eternal life. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all who live in the midst of war that they might come to experience peace, heal the wounds of hatred, and restore hope to oppressed generations who live in despair. 
May the leaders of nations be guided by your Holy Spirit to paths of justice and peace. May soldiers and their families be comforted in a time of difficult service and sacrifice. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for faith in the midst of our own doubt. Help us to believe. Give us the courage to put our trust in something outside of ourselves. Lord, in your mercy. We lift up before you this day all who have asked for our prayers, remembering especially those we may out, name out loud now or in the quietness of our hearts. We entrust them to you. Lord, in your mercy. We thank you, gracious Lord, for your promise to hear our prayers. We trust in your love as we pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you. Thank you uh, for sharing. Thank you for sharing in that greeting of the peace. Keep making those connections, sharing those hugs and a cup of coffee uh, after the service, come on over into the gym uh, for a time of refreshment there and just uh, hang out and be together uh, before the uh, adult classes and Sunday school start. Do come over and take part in that. Also, uh, as we move through this Lenten uh, journey now towards Holy Week and Easter every Thursday night, we have 6 p.m. potluck in the gym. Potluck uh, means we all bring food. So we all bring food and we eat what we bring. We enjoy being together there from 6 till 7. 7 o'clock here in the sanctuary, beautiful Holden Evening Prayer Service and uh, opportunity to worship to that Holden Evening Prayer and, and uh, contemplate the Psalms as we have a preaching series on the Psalms. So we'd encourage you to come out for that, uh, that Thursday night, 6 o'clock in the gym. Uh, lots of other announcements printed in your uh, bulletin. Uh, Trio Rasa here. Thank you, Trio Rasa. And if uh, this beautiful music that they're sharing with us today is going to be playing here next Saturday night, 7 o'clock. There's no football going on. There's no baseball. Come out, 7 o'clock, right here, Trinity Lutheran Church. Uh, and it's not just Trio Rasa. Who else is with you, Sheila? Brennan and Roxana Patterson join us, and then we become the Rasa Five. So it's an all Dvorak program, Dvorak Zumki Trio, and then his piano quintet in A major. Seven o'clock here, Saturday night, the second. We know you want to be there. (laughs) So we have the wrong time in the bulletin. It says 7.30, but it's actually 7 o'clock right here, uh, and you will uh, enjoy that, I know. Um, Death this week, Uh, Eileen, thank you for the downer. No, I'm kidding. Uh, thank you for teeing that up for us. So we had uh, visited our parish, visited by death this week. Um, Wayne Shira, after a long uh, journey of 90 and a half years, uh, died this past week. Uh, and uh, so keep Susan in your prayers. Encourage her with a note. Uh, that's important. Uh, and also Joe Lippo, uh, uh, Joe and Connie, members of our parish for a long time. Joe died this week as well. 
Uh, he was 55, uh, so he had a heart attack. So um, please keep uh, them in your prayers as well. We had a service here yesterday for Garth Batchelor. Uh, thank you for those who served. Many of you, it was Trinity at its best with hospitality as there were over 400 people here. That means the sanctuary totally full, the narthex totally full, people standing in the gym, and then we had to feed them all afterwards. And uh, the service began with a uh, 62 big rigs and dump trucks making their way from the high school down the highway, turning in and coming into our parking lot. It was really uh, an impressive send-off uh, for Garth Batchelor, but thank you for all those um, who helped us to provide this great hospitality and healing uh, to the community. I'm going to call on uh, Deacon Amy. Good morning. Sunday Forum this morning at 9.30, down the hall in the Fireside Room. This morning's conversation is about the Sunday Forum. So uh, come and share what you have enjoyed about the Forum or what you're looking forward to in the Forum. If you have suggestions or ideas, we would love to hear from you. There is a new brochure on the uh, table in the Narthex with the next couple months of Forum topics, so be sure to pick that up and, and see all the great things that are coming up. Uh, our book group on A Year of Living Kindly begins this Friday, March 1st. Uh, if you had already signed up, I have ordered books for you. They'll be here, I think, tomorrow, of course. Um, but you can come pick those up in the office, or I'll have them for you on Friday. If you have not uh, put your name on the list, you are more than welcome to come. We can still order more books, or you can purchase your own. Um, and we'll be talking about that book for the next six weeks or so throughout Lent, um, an opportunity to discuss living kindly in our world today. And then coming up in early March, our first through sixth grade students will be heading up to Camp Lutherwood in Bellingham for a 24-hour retreat. We've got um, a handful of kids signed up already, and there's plenty of space for more. So if you have first through sixth graders in your life who might be interested in a taste of camp, come and talk with me. Thanks. Thank you, Deacon Amy. And um, the power of community. Just thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for being a part of the community. What we do together is so much more than we can do by ourselves. And uh, we've kind of thrown out this uh, Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Service, this uh, uh, program that we're taking part in in Guatemala right now, which is helping young Guatemalans to build a life in their own community. Uh, and get started there so they don't have to make that long journey to our southern border. We sent in more money this week. We've now sent in $20,000 to help with that. And next week, uh, we have a little video from Guatemala, one-minute video next week that we'll show you uh, from, uh, from the ground in Guatemala where they're thanking Trinity Freeland for the, our support. Thank you for that. We also sent $10,000 this week to ELCA uh, World Hunger Appeal. And we also sent a check to uh, Small Miracles in Coopville, which helps your neighbors with um, uh, um, associated uh, medical expenses that are not covered by insurance. So this is what we do together. We don't take the offering anymore. There's just that box out in the hall. But this is what we do together. So I thank you all for that as well. We're going to continue now as we move towards the end of the service. If it's comfortable, I invite you to stand. And we're going to sing together and pray together the Lord's Prayer.
depart from this place of worship, go out those doors and find your own place of ministry and service this week. And as you go, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sending him, Lord, dismiss us with your blessing. Thank <laughs> you.